Hey, I'm Chrissy's Jamie. Hi, I'm Tish. I'm Luke Thomas. And I'm Rob Trufant. Um, and this is episode one, challenge one of the Internet is for Everyone podcast. Um, so just to start, to quote specifically uh, challenge one, uh, the internet is for everyone, but it won't be if it isn't affordable by all that wish to partake of its services. Uh, so we must dedicate ourselves to making the internet as affordable as other infrastructures, so critical to our well-being. While we follow Moore's law to reduce the cost of internet-enabling equipment, let us also seek to stimulate regulatory policies that take advantage of the power of competition to reduce costs. Um, so this is basically saying that the internet needs to be affordable enough for everyone to access it. Uh, yeah, and I think that... The internet is such a great tool and it really commodifies uh, our lives in the U.S. And you think of how many different uses it has uh, and how much it can make our lives easier. We really need to make sure it's affordable and that everybody can get the most out of it. Like I talk about later um, in my podcast, talking about the accessibility of the internet. Um, the internet is used for pretty much anything. I've um, recently been finishing my college apps and I think everybody here knows that like most everything that you do with college applications and like job applications and stuff nowadays are online. So you have to have that internet um, access to be able to compete with other people who are applying for the same opportunities that you are. And um, to have that ability to compete online with everybody else to have the best abilities that, um, the opportunities that you can achieve, you have to have that um, global internet access that net neutrality um, talks about and that Vince Cerf talks about in this uh, specific challenge. Yeah, I think the United States has done a really good job uh, up until this point of making the internet really affordable and uh, like easy to acquire for like the population. As you can see, pretty much uh, any you know device that you have, you can have internet access for fairly cheap, or you can find you know hotspots, uh, places you can access the internet at most restaurants or libraries and stuff like that. And if, even if you can't purchase a device yourself, you can go to public places like libraries where they have computers for you to access. Uh, and so even if you can't, uh, you don't have the means to afford a device to access the internet, there's still ways you can get around that in the United States. Yeah, and going off of like um, public access <coughs> to the internet, so this could mean like public free public access um, to the internet um, in places like libraries through uh, taxpayer dollars, um, since Moore's Law um, does sort of include the cost aspect. Uh, but another facet of that is that uh, the price of electronics could also, um, that the internet are able to, is able to access on the internet um, will also be low enough for, the price will be low enough for individuals to purchase these products. Um, and this is sort of necessary because if everyone has access to the internet, um, there will be a greater diversity in the ideas that are shared through the internet. Um, and furthermore, this could challenge, um, or this challenge refers to um, how there needs to be regulation in companies um, that can act as monopolies, um, just so as not to keep prices for technology high for everyone. Um, like recently, I, I believe Apple said um, that like an iPhone costs like $200 to make, but they sell them for like $1,000. So if there's no government <coughs> regulation, this could uh, potentially lead to a greater problem later on. So an example of uh, internet affordability is in, is in Portugal. Um, the Portugal internet service provider, MEO, uh, offers smartphone contracts with monthly data limits and they also sell additional monthly packages for particular data services. And critics of the EU's net neutrality rules say they are broken with loopholes that allow data for different services to be sold under zero or any ex exceptions to data limits. And consumer advocates of net neutrality have cited this pricing model as, uh, as an illustration of internet access with weak net neutrality protection. 
So this like directly relates to what was happening in the U.S. a couple of years ago. I don't remember exactly when it's happening. I think 2016 or 17, um, with a bill that was trying to be passed through the government to um, not renew net neutrality within the U.S. And there was huge lashback from the American people about um, the demands to keep the internet free um, for everyone, so that internet providers. Um, like this company, MBO, in Portugal, can't start um, jacking up the rates um, for internet, for different services like Instagram or other modes of communication on the internet. And um, I think this one example of um, the Portuguese company, MBO, is um, a prime example of what can happen if internet neutrality isn't protected, um, like it is here in the U.S. Um, and I think it's important to keep net neutrality um, in uh, the United States because um, this open access to the internet is one of the um, foremost challenges and requirements of um, having an open free mode of communication that allows everybody to um, play in the same playing field in terms of opportunity and access. So when we're talking about affordable access, there is many different components to what the consumer uh, must that, that the consumer has to pay to access the internet. And this includes uh, like costs of an internet-enabled de internet device, the cost for data, the cost of electricity, etc. cetera. And um, to consider whether access is affordable, we have uh, two factors. Um, we use a one for two threshold. So one uh, gigabyte of data must be available for 2% or less of average monthly income in order to be considered affordable. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about net neutrality and accessibility. And I think some of the main features that make um, the internet affordable has to do with how technologically advanced uh, a certain country is and uh, like how much their people have access to the internet. So uh, like we see in countries like India uh, where they have, um, they're pretty technologically advanced and they have a very large population with lots of large internet based companies makes it a lot more affordable for the people, whereas in contrast, Zimbabwe uh, is considered the most expensive country uh, for internet where they're not as technologically advanced. So there is uh, a more expensive price on you know data costs and um, access to the internet just because they don't have as much to go around. And so it says Zimbabwe, on average, their data costs 289 times as much as it does in India, which is pretty incredible. Wowzer. <laughs> so I think that wraps it up for episode one of the Internet is for Everyone podcast. Yep. Stay tuned for uh, the following episodes where we individually uh, discuss um, challenges two through nine um, of the Internet is for Everyone podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe. Thank you. <laughs>